Gumption. Defined as initiative, aggressiveness, resourcefulness, courage, spunk, guts, common sense, shrewdness. Welcome to the podcast. This is Stories of Gumption with your host, Ryan Lee. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Stories of Gumption podcast. I am your host again, Ryan Lee. Really excited today is going to be a treat for sure. But let's get our sponsor out of the way here. Uh, we are sponsored by Open Gate Farmstead. You've heard this if you listen to other uh, podcasts already, but they are a stone's throw away from the mighty Osable River. Uh, Open Gate Farmstead is a first-generation farm specializing in free-range poultry, pasture-raised pork, and seasonal produce. The farm is run on a simple principle. Happy animals make the healthiest and tastiest product, and that is for sure. I definitely can attest to that. You'll find their chickens eating bugs on the pasture, their pigs enjoying a mud bath or some acorns, and if you're lucky, the geese will be enjoying the pond. To watch and experience the Open Gate Farmstead journey, check them out on YouTube. They're at Open Gate Farmstead or catch them on Facebook and Instagram. Reach out to them on social media and you will try the Farm Fresh difference. And as a special offer to Gumption listeners, they're taking a dollar off your first order of eggs. I'm telling you, it doesn't sound like a lot, but their eggs are phenomenal. And there's a difference. There is a difference. When you start getting locally sourced uh, food from a farm, it's you can notice the difference. And so start with a set of eggs. That's what we did. My wife and I love their eggs. And uh, go up from there. They have pork and all these other great things. If you're lucky, maybe they'll give you some duck eggs. That's, um, that's phenomenal. So check them out. Open Gate Farmstead. Today, we are with... Okay, so we've had amazing guests on this show every time. Every guest is phenomenal, and I've enjoyed every conversation. But this one, this guy is really something special. Um, He's an educator. He's an empowerment coach, a life coach, a positive culture consultant, a speaker. He even does his own podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this guy's impressive. He's got gumption. His name is is Tom Bull. Welcome to the podcast, Tom. Ah, privilege and honor, brother. So happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited about this one because I'm pretty sure uh, when you and I get talking, yeah. it just goes all day. It, all day. All day. So <laughs> yeah. we got we to gotta, gotta, gotta rein this one in here, but um, I'm excited to hear about all the projects you're working on. I'm, here, yeah. I'm excited to hear a little bit about your background and, and gumption story, mm-hmm. um, but I think I have to put this out there. I was watching uh, the Tom Hanks movie, mm-hmm. not not the Forrest Gump movie, the, <laughs> yeah. the, Tom, the Tom Hanks movie um, on Disney, mm-hmm. um, Saving Mr. Banks, mm, yep. recently. Yep. And uh, I was just thinking, I was like, wow, I'm going to have Tom on the podcast. Like, I wonder, uh, I'm kind of watching the movie, and I'm thinking of like, what's a good word to describe you? Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, that movie's about Mary Poppins and the mm-hmm. famous word supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sounds cheesy, man, but like that's the word I would use to describe you. Oh, you, wow. You bring it every day. You bring positivity, uh, energy, empowerment, and even I like to think of myself as a pretty positive person, but mm-hmm. 
you bring it every day, man. That's mm. like a perfect word to describe you. Mm. How do you do that? Well, first of all, that's not going to fit on a business card. I'll tell you, that's, a long, <laughs> that's a long word. Oh, man. Well, dude, thanks. That's, uh, that's, I, I think that's good, right? I mean, to be, I mean, if anybody, I mean, you don't have to like Mary Poppins, I guess, but yeah. I think it's, it's a compliment for me, oh, for sure. Dude, that's, that's awesome. No, dude, it's, it, bringing it is not, uh, is not something I'm consciously thinking about. Um, I think people bring it out of me. I love, I love people. I, I, I don't know what I, I don't, how, how else to ex- explain it, but when I'm around people, it's just, um, I just see, I just see their best, the best of them. You know what I mean? I, I just, uh, and, and, and I just want to make sure that when, uh, when, when I leave having an interaction with them, that they're better off than before they saw me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like every interaction is an opportunity for, uh, each person in that exchange to uh, benefit greatly from one another like that, you know, whether it's the masses, you know, like we spend some time together yep. in a speaking engagement or it's just a one on one in a coaching session or I'm bumping into you in the mall or grocery store. Like, yeah, like we like we can support one another. And, and uh, you know, the whole concept of when the tide rises, all ships rise with it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, so if if we're there supporting one another. Uh, we all benefit in the end. Yeah. So that's, I mean, it's, I, I just get excited because, because that's possible. Yeah. Like that's real. That's, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, that's not like a, you know, something made up. It's not some magical potion it's, you it's, take it's, in the morning. It, yeah. It's no, just, no, yeah. no. So, um, so to bring it is, I, I don't really think about bringing it. It's just what happens when I'm around people and uh, we're we are uh, all in this together. I, I, again, these are cliches, but I, I believe that we're either going into something, we're in something, or we're coming out of something, right? Yep. So that that's life. That's life. And man, when you told me about this podcast and the the I mean the stories of gumption, I just love <laughs> the word gumption. Is like like digging deep, pulling yourself up from the bootstraps. You know, like yeah. Um, and so so I, I just I I loved. I love that concept because we are all going through this, right? Again, going into something, we're in something, we're coming out. And like, as we're going into it, and then as we're coming out of it is where gumption exists, right? And so when we're, when we come out of it, we prove so much to ourselves. I mean, listen, have you ever been through something before? Like really, really difficult in your life, right? I think everybody's had that one, one story that just is like, man, that sucked. Yeah. But if you come out of it. Yeah. Well, let me ask yeah. you this. Let me sure. ask you this. So having come out of it, right? And if you had to do it all over again, would yeah. you do it different? I don't think if so. You, if you've gone through something really tough. I mean, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes yeah. you think you, you do it different, but I think there's power just in, in doing it. Right. Doing it, do Absolutely. it live, man. Do it. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> you certainly, certainly, like you, like going through adversity, going through adversity is... Oh yeah. It's a gift. And I, I know it's hard to understand, especially, you know, those out there that are like going through some really, really challenging times, you know, you got, you know, people who are in, going through like really, really, you know, having sick, sick relatives oh, yeah. or yeah. they themselves are sick or, um, or there's financial trouble. And you're like, how do you find anything positive coming out of that? Right. Yeah. Um, and then when we come out, but when we come out of it, we realize we ha- we are more capable than we give ourselves credit for. That we're yeah. more resourceful than we give ourselves credit for. That there are things available to us that we're just not in our full awareness right now. And so when we go through those things, going in in it, coming out of it, we learn that we're more we're more than we ever thought. Yep. And what's available to us is more than we ever thought. 
you know? So, so going back to that, you know, idea of being around people and be excited. It's just, I want people to know that they already have exactly what they need to become exactly who they want to become and who they're supposed to be, you know? So, yeah. um, I get jazzed up about that. It doesn't matter where I'm at. I just know that there's always opportunity because everywhere you go, there's people and everybody's carrying something. And I don't mean it just challenges. I'm talking yeah. about, I'm talking about their dreams and who they are pulled to be like their authentic self. We go to bed thinking about it. We wake up thinking about it. It's just a human experience. So I know I'm, I'm with people who uh, are going through the same thing because we're humans. And that's, uh, that that's excites me. How did you know, or how long ago maybe did you know, and when did it click mm-hmm. that you want to do this for a living? You want to empower people mm-hmm. for a living. Mm-hmm. It's clearly a natural part of you, but yeah. when did you real? when did it click? When did you know? I, I you know, I always... I know that's weird, but um, if you talk to my parents, <laughs> they're not here, but uh, if you talk to me, I, I've always, just this, uh, I was an, I'm an observer, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I watch people, I've always watched people. Um, at 13, you know, when, you, when, you're, when you're coming into your own identity and you're trying to figure yourself out and like 12, 13 years old, you kind of like, you start really comparing yourselves and your lifestyle and what you what you're going through in your family versus what someone else is going through. And I realized that my, my upbringing was different. You know, um, I was going through a lot of challenges in my life, you know, um, and I saw other people living another lifestyle and I go, wow, there's a difference there. Right. And so I would think like, how, what is their life like versus what my life is like? Um, how is it different? How do they get through, uh, you know, their every day, you know, Mm -hmm. I kind of just, so at 13 years old, I really saw that people's lifestyles were different. But as I grew and I started learning about, you know, about people, like I would, I, here's, I would, I would admire people. And you probably, everybody's yeah, gone through this. You, sure. you admire people. And then as you get to know them down the road, you go, oh my goodness, they have their, they have stuff going on too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you see them, you're like, oh, they've got it all together. They've had nothing to worry about. And then you're like, oh my gosh, they're struggling right now. And you're like. It doesn't matter who you are, what you're doing, what your socioeconomics are, where you live, what color of your skin, you, you are, you, everybody's going through something. And so, um, I realized at one point I thought, man, I'm really, there's some differences here. Then I realized we're not different at all. Like we have a lot, a lot in common and that human experience is, uh, is what's in common. For sure. Yeah. And, and you know, I think um, I've had conversations with a lot of people about this. I'm curious mm-hmm. your opinion. Mm-hmm. How do you think social media has helped mm-hmm. or hurt mm-hmm. people see that others are more like them, right? And mm-hmm. I guess the, mm-hmm. the premise of my question is mm-hmm. I perceive social media, especially like something like Instagram, constant photos and yeah, like the, yeah. the ability to filter yeah. and, and put out this perception yep of what my world is like, but really mm-hmm. it might not be. And especially young influential people, mm-hmm. they're looking up and they're like, I want to be like that. But yeah. is that the reality? I don't know. Yeah. And what would you say? What yeah. would you, what's your opinion on I, all that? Yeah. I love, I will tell you straight up, I love social media. I love yeah. it. I love, I love the platform. And I, the, the reason why I love it, and I'll explain, let me, let me first address what you're, what you're, what you're about. Yeah, bring it on. So, Let's, so I'm so curious. I, I love social media. I think, I think it can be, it could be a positive thing, a, a, a huge positive thing, but I also think that it has some real, real serious drawbacks. And the drawbacks are 
Um, look, the photos that are put out there, the videos that are put out there, those are snapshots. Those are snapshots uh, of, of life, okay? And real life happens in between the snapshots. Yep. So, so let, me, let me tell you what, what doesn't happen. And, and you can walk into any home, you can walk into any office, and I will tell you what's not up on the walls or what's not in a, a photo frame on your desk. You, you do not see a photo frame of, of, of you when you got the news that you didn't get into the college that you wanted to. And there you are devastated. Okay. You don't get the news that, um, you know, that your girlfriend wants to break up with you and there you are crying in a puddle, right? You you don't see those pictures up on your wall. Do you? No, no. So all the only pictures that you see up on the walls and, and usually on your phone or wherever, those are snapshots of only the good things that happen in our life. Yep. Right. It would be ridiculous to go into a room where it was all snapshots of all the terrible things that ever happened to you. That sounds awful. <laughs> that's, that's terrible, right? <laughs> so what we do is we we surround ourselves with photos that present us in the best way. Like we could be like, have you ever had a picture taken of you where you were in a really bad mood and then they're like, all right, one, two, three, and then you smile. Yeah. Right. Even though you're in yeah. a bad mood, you smile. Right. It's, so it's not authentic. It's smile. not authentic, man. It's not real. And so um, what social media has has done and, and it's and it's OK, it's just basically a photo album, but it's only taking snapshots of all the great things that are going on in your life. But the, the truth is real life happens in between those, smash, those snapshots. It's, yep. it's the in the meantime. Yep. Right. So so we have to make sure that we're clear about that. You know, that when we understand that expectation going in, we have to, we have to be clear. So when we're scrolling through our Instagram, seeing all these pictures of people on the beach and hanging out with their friends at the local bar or having dinner with this and then have a snapshot of, uh, you know, maybe a celebrity or whatever, you're at a concert. Look, those are like, you're looking at them in real time, but those happened over a period of time and only, you know, so sometimes what it can do is if we're not, if we're not clear on that is that we start believing that that's someone's life all the time. Yep. And then we start comparing ourselves to that life. And what's comparison? Comparison is the thief of joy, right? So when we start comparing ourselves to someone else's lifestyle, which on social media is not real, then we start going, man, what's, we start comparing our life to, oh, we're not always hanging out with our buddies. We're not, you know, taking shots of us on the beach. Look at what, look at all the things that they're doing. And so we have to be very clear that this is a, artificial superficial way of expressing ourselves right so 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 social media can certainly have a negative impact on people who don't see that through that kind of set of eyes right so and i see that with with young people sometimes Mm. but i also see it with adults you know they get really down on themselves that their life is doesn't Mm. have the same quality as someone that they're comparing comparing it to at the same time the flip side of that is social media bring can bring people together you know, like I, that's why I love it because it can reach the masses, man. So if you have good, a good message and you want, and want to share it yeah. with people, like we're podcasting right now, you know, it's going to hit social media. It, it's going to hit social media. Right. And we can really like, something's going to resonate with someone that is going to flip through and then, you know, for about five minutes or even a quick shot of like something that's, that inspires them or social media can be used to send it out to bring people together. Right. So, hey, man, we're going to meet up here because that's the, this is what we're missing. What we're missing yeah. is the, the real authentic connection. So yep. so I like social media because it can reach out and pull people together to meet, to mm-hmm. gather up, mm-hmm. you know, to, 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 to come to like something like this where we can get face to face and have real conversations about real things because there's nothing better than that physical connection. Right. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I think, you know, you, you and I have talked before. I mm-hmm. think I think 
generally you take podcasting and social media and you you put the podcast out there to the world yeah it's the netflix of of mm-hmm. of radio mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um i think that can be really inspiring for people yeah, yeah i'm digging that people are doing more of it you yeah know? i really am and what i what i encourage encourage people to do i have my own podcast um, yep, at night that's... and, uh, and my only guest thus far has been my, my daughter. So I have about 107 podcasts and she's probably like on three of them. And you're, you know? you're, so you're, you're, you're yeah, let's go there. Yeah. Let's talk, let's talk about your podcast yeah. a little bit because I'm very interested. And, mm-hmm. uh, prior to this conversation, uh, admittedly, I didn't know you had a podcast yeah, and right. I, w- I am pumped you have a <laughs> podcast now. Cause I'm going to yeah. start chiming in. Awesome. Yours is shorter. Yep. Yeah. Shorter segments. Yeah. Perfect for. The walk to work, or maybe even just the the from the parking lot at work to yep. your office, yep. or tell me about your podcast. Yeah, What's lunch the time, point? Lunchtime, lunchtime, just like so. So, how did it start? Well, it started. Well, it started uh, January 2018, and uh, you know I've always wanted to do it. I, I, like. You know me, right? So I, I kind of, I think, I get things go through my head all the time. I'm like, I gotta tell someone. I want to tell someone. You know, <laughs> my mom and dad, they, they would crack up over this because when I went, when I go to college, like I, I was first an architecture major, and then I, be, then I was a psych major, and there's a lot of parallels to that, by the way. That's a whole nother podcast. But, Interesting. But so, so when I got into psychology, I was like really learning a lot about about myself and and just um, the dynamics, uh, family dynamics, and just the way that the brain is made up, and just the, the way that we perceive the world. It's just got, and I would, every time I'd learn something, I'd run home, like on break, and, and go, mom, dad, this is what I learned, you know, so this is, you know, so every time I, I like, I'm inspired by something, or I learn something, I want to share it with people, and I, and I think a lot, I'm a, I, I think a lot, and I think people who know me out there who are like, listen to this, they'll be like, yeah, the dude, listen, he, he, he like, he, yeah. he thinks about it a lot lot of things. Yeah. So the reason why I did the podcast is because I wanted to share all, everything that I knew, you know, like I've been holding on so long to all these principles and ideas that I've been de- developing since I was a young kid. Like, and, and so I, I always thought like, Oh, you got to hold on to it. And when they hire you as a speaker, they hire you to consult, you can share this with them and whatever. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to hold on to it anymore. I want to share with, I want to share free to everybody or anybody who will listen because like I shared earlier in our podcast, I want, I want to, I want to empower people, you know, like, and so I, 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 this, the podcast started with uh, be great in 21, eight, be great is one of my tags. So, you know, be blessed, be great, go green. And that's a whole nother thing that we can talk about. But so, so I, I wanted to share with people through the podcast, all the things that I talk about in my, when I speak or when I coach, uh, and, and do it for free because yeah. I think that people can really, I, I, my hope is that they, it resonates with them and, uh, that we're able to change, to change ourselves and to make real impact in our communities, um, through the things that I share. You yeah. Know? So that's, it really came out of my, like wanting to explode. I, yeah, yeah. I just so wanted to share. And so, yeah. so yeah. that's, that's really where it came out of. So be great in 21, eight was, uh, was the beginning of it. I love that. Yeah. You know, we, I think there's a lot of power too to, to thinking you mentioned, Mm. I I just think a lot. I think a lot all the time, Mm. you know, well, a lot of people need to do that more. Yeah. Yeah. You know, go out, go outside. And and in the very first podcast uh, of gumption with Mm. uh, Jay Condi, he gets, he talks a lot about this and um, very philosophical guy, but Mm -hmm. the idea of just go outside, turn everything off walk in silence ah 
But is it silence? <laughs> right. Let, well, see, here's the thing with that. And and you're exactly, and I, I agree with him 100%. Here's why sometimes people don't do that. Because the truth is, dude, silence is freaking loud, right? Super loud. It's loud. Like, like people oh, don't want to crap. Get, here comes all my, yeah, yeah. All so, my shit. So when you're silence, when you're in silence, it's not quiet, man. So what happens is like, like your truth starts bubbling up. Mm. Right. When you're quiet, your truth starts coming, coming into focus and, uh, and your and your and your authentic self starts screaming at you. Right. So if you're not living authentically and you're in, in silence, questions start coming up and you start feeling a little, a little awkward. And so people, okay, okay, that's enough, enough. And then they kind of like, you know, I can only take about five or 10 minutes of being quiet. And when you're like five, 10, 15 minutes into your silence. That's when that's when real truths truth start coming in, right? Yeah. And so sometimes people just give a little bit, um, but silence is loud with a lot of wisdom, man. Mm. You know, and real, real truths. So I think if you want to be quiet and you're and you and you're walking in nature or meditation or prayer, whatever it takes to to connect with that inner voice, it's so important because that's where your answers are, man. Yeah, like we all know, we all know, we can walk around like we don't. But we all know the truth about ourselves. Yeah. And again, that's what gets me all jazzed up and excited about being around people. I want them to know their truth and feel okay with being aligned with their truth. Yeah. You know, be it's okay, man. You know, and you have plenty of people around you that are going to support you and lift you up. And um, and I think it's important to to start building a network. When you when you're on the verge of wanting change, don't do it alone. Don't do it by yourself. Get people around you that support you and care about you. Do some real evaluations, not just on yourself, but on the people that you're tapped into. You know what I mean? So when you're ready to, to be silent, you got to be ready to listen too. Yeah. 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 And and what that does is helps you become more authentic. Mm. That's that's the that's, Isn't that the, that's the secret sauce, right? Yeah. I mean, to to what you're you're helping people mm-hmm. find that and become authentic yeah. and proud of it and yeah. happy and like you i've heard you talk before about you know we we've got one ryan lee we need mm-hmm. ryan lee to be ryan lee mm-hmm. because he was put here to be ryan lee regardless mm-hmm. of what his job is what is it mm-hmm. talk about that yeah well <laughs> you know it's, it's funny as you're, as you're saying that i'm kind of like I, I i did a a, a keynote for the uh the youth leadership conference not too long ago. And, um, and one of the things that I think we find ourselves doing is, um, we have a culture that really is like, you got to be yourself, man, be you, you know, you could be authentic and, and be an, be an individual, um, be unique. Right. And so we, we build up the courage to finally just be who we are, to be authentic, to go there. Right. And to be our the, the real Ryan Lee, not not based on what other people think or any conditions that are set on us, whether it's our culture or our family telling us to be who we should be. And then we get all we get all we get that gumption up, right? We get that gumption up to finally do it and we break through and we say, Okay, now I'm gonna be myself. Boom, we start acting ourselves. And then what happens? Culture starts pushing back. Mm. You're weird. You're different. Why yeah. are you acting that way? That's not the Ryan I know. I thought you were like this. Oh, don't listen to Ryan. He's not being the real guy. He's he's trying to be somebody else that he's not. See, we have a culture that is all about like individuality and, and uniqueness and being who you are. But once you make that jump, that leap to truly be who you are, then we're faced with the pushback of a culture that doesn't like change. 
So what we have to do, right? So what we have to do when we want to be our authentic self is to understand and acknowledge that when we're ready to make that breakthrough, to embrace the idea that part of the process is the back is the is the pushback. Know that that's going to happen and be okay with it. Yep. Know that that's not you adjusting, but the the environment around you that needs to be adjusting. Okay. Mm. So when you're doing it, know that you're going to get the. And how do I know that I did it, man? I did it. I almost failed out of high school. I almost failed out of high school, and then I went on to graduate. Syracuse from Syracuse University, magna cum laude with honors. I have a I have a research project that's in a leather bound book on, on in the honors. So whenever I bring my daughter, you know, I go up there and show her my my research. And wow. Uh, so 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 what's the difference in that? Like what happened? What happened? There's a lot of things that happened in that process. But when we're talking about being being authentic selves, in that moment when I said, you know what, I I, I know I'm better than this. Like I said, I want to go to college. I'm like, I want to go to Syracuse. And I, was, I remember I, being, I was in English class and I had my buddies all, and they're going like to, to uh, UNC, they're going to Stanford, they're going to Florida, they're going all over the place. So uh, Colgate, all my friends are going to all these great schools. And I, here I am like a, a kid who didn't, wasn't doing his work, you know, yep. uh, was, was failing, was literally failing out of high school. And I said, I want to go to college. And they're like, bull, dude, you can't go to college, man. You you got to like do work and stuff. And I'm like, what? <laughs> You're kidding me, right? So Yo, I played. Bull, you got to do work, bro. <laughs> you got to do work, bro. So, but I was a football player. So I was like, no, I'll get, I'll, I'll go in somewhere. You know, I, I, I had some small schools that were recruiting me and everything. And I thought that's, you know, I don't need the grades. I could just lean on my, you know, on my athletics. And that, that, that didn't happen here. Sure. So like you have to do, you have to do work. Right. And they were laughing at me and they were saying, you're not going to be able to go, man. You know? And so it was kind of like a Rudy moment, you know, it was a Rudy moment. And that, that scene where he, you know, where he keeps trying to get into a school and he keeps getting rejected, rejected. I remember being recruited to these schools and my dad and my mom, my gosh, if they're listening to this, they're, they're like, it was so heartbreaking because I'd be recruited and then I'd sit in front of the dean or, or uh, the admissions director and they'd read through my stuff and like, what do you want me to do with this? Yeah. Like, there's no way you can't get in this school. And I got uh, Milford Academy in Connecticut was one of the schools that asked me. to, And it's a it's a PG yeah. school, you know. So he's like, so what you do is you basically average in your fifth fifth year into the rest of your grades. And he goes, even if you like aced everything, you're not getting in here. And I was like, oh, my gosh, door after door after door was closing. So um, Dean Junior College took a chance on me and I ended up playing football there for and, and I never turned back. And I was just I turned it on and. Wow. And, but so back, but back when I made a decision to finally do something uh, academically, I would show up at these, at these group study sessions and I'd walk in and they're like, what are you doing here? Like you're, you're like the, the, the joker jock. Like you, what do you do? Don't disrupt our, our study session. You know, a lot of pushback because I was authentically ready to change, but I had a lot of people going, yeah, but you don't belong here. Because the Tom Bull that we know is the one who is always joking around, doesn't take things serious, isn't serious about his school or his academics. And so don't come here, you know, who you think you are, who you think you're trying to be. And I, and I had to in that moment go, guys, listen, I know. I know what I was. And I had mm. to own it, right? I had to own it. I know what I used to be and I'm trying to change and you guys can help me do that. I know what I was, man. So part of it is taking responsibility and ownership of what yeah. you've done and then embrace the pushback when they're skeptical about that change. And then just by doing and staying consistent in your doing until you become 
now you are the way you are is the norm and people accept you for who you are but but you have to accept yourself first right so the whole idea of being authentic and then because we're not, a lot of us hey and i'm speaking to everybody out there right now are you being authentic right now are you being true to who you are mm. you know in your in your quiet times right <laughs> take your take your walk in silence and let your own psyche tell you whether or not you are being your authentic self you, you ask yourself that some of us are and some of us are not and mm. there's a there's a, a sense of liberation when you really are living your 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 authentic life and um but there's some real courage that needs to be had you know to step through the fear of what are people going to think and when we can take that idea and put ourselves above what other people think right yep the put ourselves above that pushback yep. through, through, through through courage and a vision of who we really want to be um i think that can help us tremendously just embrace the pushback it's yeah. going to happen yeah yeah you, you have to be on unapologetically yourself mm -hmm. and like i've i've got some experiences with that when you know i can think of just a few like just talking this out right now mm -hmm. i remember um i always got pretty good grades in in school um mm -hmm. I, I i was very happy my parents were very happy with my grades i remember sort of always being uh torn mm -hmm. between what was cool in high school because mm -hmm. I, although i played you know, I, I was very fortunate. I played, I was quarterback in mm -hmm. football. Mm -hmm. I played ice hockey. I was on a golf team. And, I, and so there's that mm -hmm. part of my life, which was stereotypically cool. Mm -hmm. I was also huge into music. Mm -hmm. I remember my senior year, uh, the chorus teacher even talked me into doing chorus. Mm -hmm. From the sports crowd, that was not cool. Right. Uh, right. I also, <laughs> my senior year, participated in... Uh, a musical. Mm. I acted in a musical. Stereotypically, that was mm. not cool. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying this to try and say like, oh, look at Ryan, he's some champion of like, you know, finding mm. yourself. But I can remember in the moment, mm -hmm. uh, my senior year is when I started dating my girlfriend, who is now my wife. Mm -hmm. And I just remember something about that whether it was her 100 percent or just she was a majority of it but i know that that was a catalyst for me of i remember she she was struggling with some stuff about what people thought of her and i, mm -hmm. I remember telling her don't let other people dictate who you're going to be mm -hmm. but then i also remember as we're just i'm rambling here a little bit but i remember uh thinking to myself holy shit i just gave her advice that i'm not really comfortable with myself uh, and then that yeah. year was like the the year i really i went into chorus i did the i did the musical mm -hmm. i stuck with sports mm -hmm. but i just i just finally was at peace with like i'm gonna i'm gonna do me man mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. i don't know it just set mm -hmm. me off on this trajectory when i went to school of like it doesn't matter what other people think of you yeah. and i think that was really healthy that i was able to do that early yeah. i don't know if everybody has the opportunity to do that early but everybody yeah. needs to do well, that yeah and that's the paradox man because here's here's what happens because when you start when you start living your authentic life and you and you have to start it by exactly that yet i don't care what people think you know and and you, you've got to put that behind you right but here's the paradox once you stop thinking about what people think about you, you have more of an impact on the people that are thinking about you. Are you hearing me? Right? Yeah. So when you stop, like, yeah. listen, when you, when you hear of a Warren Buffett, when you hear of, you know, actors or actresses or actors, when you hear about, 
uh, musicians. When you hear about uh, people who are, are innovators uh, right now, they will tell you the stories of how people thought they were weird and different, that they didn't fit in, that things were right. I mean, so when we are creative, um, it is not the norm. Yeah. <laughs> when we're creative, it's not the norm. Even in businesses, let me tell you, businesses and organizations, they like to, they like to fit into models. Yep. So they adopt models. And sometimes in those models, uh, they stifle creativity and innovation. Mm. And so when we, when in a business or an organization, when you allow your people the space to be authentic and to be who they are and not to fit into a role they think should be and really um, set them up to enhance the talents that they already have, um, then you see creativity and innovation come about. That, that Look, creativity and innovation is going to make you a leader in any industry. Because yep. you're going to start thinking about things and doing things that are different than any anybody else, right? So models are important to create a structure. But within that structure, you need to have a lot of room to grow. Because what happens is if you take somebody with real talent and you put them in a role and you say, this is what we want you to do and this is how we want you to do it, they become an oak tree in a flower pot, mm -hmm. right? So they, they're not able to grow. So when you, when you allow them space, you get them out of that flower pot and you put them in, a, you know, yeah. into real land where they can spread their roots and become bigger and better uh, and offer more to you than ever, right? So it, it's the same about us as people, don't allow the flower pot in this case to be what you think other people want you to be so that you make them happy. And we sec we sacrifice our happiness to make sure that somebody else is happy and we live our life sometimes in regret that we're, you know, they're wa we're walking around not living fully because we're trying to help someone else live fully to appease them so that you can be who they want you to be so that they're happy. And what kind of life is that when you're sacrificing exactly why you're placed here on earth? What a like imagine now think about this. You have a gift and a talent. Every one of us has it. It's inside of every single one of us. And some people, well, I don't I, listen, a basket <laughs> weaver, you know, um, a hairdresser, um, an IT person, whatever it is that you're passionate about, there's your when you are like when you lose time doing whatever it is that you're doing. When you lose time, when you're doing something that you love, there it is. There yeah. it is. We all yeah. have it, right? But if we are stifling ourselves to not do what we've been, and whatever your faith is, whether you believe it's the universe or God or a higher power, you have been bestowed a, a something in you to give to the world. And so when you stifle yourself because you're sacrificing that to make sure that someone else is happening, you are... Sh without a doubt, without a doubt, not giving the world exactly what you're here to do. It's cheating so many people out of the experience of Orion Lee. You're cheating everybody. More importantly, you're cheating yourself out yeah. of living a life that yeah. is so fulfilling. And this is why I get this is why I get excited, man, because I know there's people walking around beside me, people I know very well, and some I know as just as associates or acquaintances that have that same experience. That if I can just, you know, my family, my you know, well, my my mom and dad, well, my my pastor, well, all these people 
who are kind of putting these like 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 these layers on you that are pulling you and so you can't see your authentic self you got too yep. many layers yep. on you because these are all the things that are that culture or people that are putting on you and you feel guilty and you feel bad for being who you are think about that yeah think about like you you can't be who you are because other people want you to be something else and so you walk around heavy with these layers and i can't see the real ryan lee because you got too many too many layers of what everybody else wants for you and 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 that is that's a shame so i in in, in everything whether i speak or consult with the organs like even organizations have layers yeah because they they they'll they'll say well this is how i think we should be the, the you know the leaders in our industry are doing yep. this or doing yep. this yep yep and you and 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 what you have to peel back the layers like yeah but you're different you have a different makeup you're you, and that difference that uniqueness is going to it's going to make you an innovator in the industry you're going to you're going to do something very very different very you know so i i just think it's important that authenticity is a is a is a thread that runs through the individual and it runs through the masses the oak right? tree the oak tree in a flower pot is yeah. phenomenal I'm, I'm writing that down yeah. but uh it made me think of a, another st- saying i've heard you proclaim to the masses mm-hmm. uh, and definitely to me mm-hmm. uh be great go green yeah right on yeah yeah that's yours that's mine yeah yeah well it's ours it's ours, right? Yeah. So I just proclaim it, but it's ours, man. So be blessed, be great, go green is uh, is a tagline that I've been using for for some time right now. And and um, you know, even you know, sitting in uh, Ryan's studio here, and I'm looking out at my car, and, looking out the window, yeah, and, and I, we're seeing some trees. It's <laughs> not, it's you know, it's it's what about to be April first, and it's <laughs> yeah. definitely not green. But it's definitely not green. The room is green. Yes, the room is green. <laughs> I'm wearing green, um, and and that's that's important. Green stands for life. It stands for you know a new beginning. It stands for uh, you know growth. Go. You know. Uh, move uh but but i see my car out there and my license plate says be great on it right yeah so what's that what's that all about so i, w- I want to remind people whether they're driving in front of me or behind me that uh that greatness is in them and yeah. i don't mean being better than anybody else or being better than someone it's about being great is uh is a reminder to to be be your most authentic self and when you do that the your greatness comes out yeah. You know, it comes out. And um, so going green is just basically what what are you paying attention to? Mm. You know, what's already available to you right now? Uh, see, we're so focused on what's broken, what we don't have. We talk about social media, right? We see all that and we're like, oh, we want to be more. We need to be more. Um, you see a lot of advertisements. If you want to be prettier, buy this product. If you want to be stronger, buy this. Product. You want to be smarter. You want more money, you know, buy this product. And uh, it's always it's always like you don't have enough. You need to be more when we mm. already are, man. We already are. So we're so focused on what we don't have that we look past what we already do have. And so my goal as a life coach um, and as a consultant, man, is to help you recognize that everything that you need is right here and right now, man. You've yeah. got everything that you need. Don't let anybody, anybody tell you that you can't be who you want to be because you already are. Okay? You already are. It's, it's, it's not like you have to go somewhere to become something else. I remember a friend of mine, I was like, dude, this is in college and uh, great guy, great guy. He's a, he's a, he's an actor actually. And he, I said, I mean, man, I want to be, a, he goes, you know, I want to be a writer. And he says, do you write? And I said, yeah, he goes, well, you're a writer. 
I'm like, yeah, I guess I already am. He goes, I, go, I, I, I want to speak to people. You know, I want to speak. Have you ever spoke to people? I'm like, yeah. He goes, and you're a speaker, man. You're already there. <laughs> and I go, yeah, but I want people to know me. I want people to, I want, I want, you know, and he said, well, uh, you are famous. People just don't know you yet. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's just, we are, we always think that we're, we're, we have this long journey to go to become, become somebody. We have all do all these things and then we'll be, then we'll be real. But we already are. We already are. You, you know, know? Gary, Gary V. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very Danny familiar Gary. Gary. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He, you probably are familiar with this then. He, he says this a lot. He mm-hmm. says a lot of different ways. But something that resonates with me is sort of this concept of, um, I f- exa- forget exactly how he phrases it, but this concept of are you in the game now versus uh, – looking for that light at the end of the tunnel. Mm, mm-hmm. And and I think mm-hmm. and he's and he's he's always getting questions from entrepreneurs and and business leaders like, hey, you know, how do I get how do I get from this part of my business to the next? <laughs> you know, how do I yeah, And yeah. he's just like, dude, yeah. It's not about the end of the tunnel. No. It's about the game, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I he's like, I'm successful because yeah. I've found what I love to do every single day yeah. is hard. But yeah. it's the game that I love, and yes. he's like, yes. and, and he's like, I I will sacrifice all these other superficial things yep. to be in the game that I was meant to play. That's right, every day, right. and then it doesn't become about the end yes. because the end just comes, man. <laughs> no, you don't want to get yeah, to the end yeah. that you were chasing, and all of a sudden be like, yeah, crap, I was never in the game yes. for thirty years. Yes. What he's saying is he's not. You're not in the here and now. Yeah. You're not in the present, right? And you're always chasing something, and there's always tomorrow, always tomorrow, always tomorrow. And um, I think what we, why, you know, those out there who are doing podcasts and are interested in doing doing something, uh, whether it's podcasts or anything that you're doing, I think uh, what we want to do is set it up so that so when we when we finally launch, that we're perfect. <laughs> You know, it's like about the product yeah, itself, yeah, man. Yeah. Not not being perfect. <laughs> right. Well, it's like it's like well, I'm when I'm in shape, I'll go to the gym. You see what I'm saying, right? I so, used to, I, <laughs> dude, I, right? I, I have some friends who are hardcore CrossFitters. Yeah. And a long time, they yeah. were like, dude, you got to come try CrossFit. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, let me wait until I can do CrossFit. <laughs> Literally yeah. would say that to myself. Yeah. Wait, let yeah. me wait until I can do some pull-ups so I don't embarrass myself. Right. It right. never happened. And eventually I just went. Yeah. And look, yeah. I went to CrossFit. All of a mm-hmm. sudden, then I could start doing mm-hmm. a bunch mm-hmm. of pull-ups. Mm-hmm. It's like... Mm-hmm. Bingo. Right, right. So <laughs> so step into it now cuz you cuz and that's the thing. Like listen, listen. Why was I waiting? But here's listen. Here's I I I'm going to drop it right now, okay? I'm going to drop some Shit. real crazy knowledge and wisdom. Are you I'm ready? Just, I'm just going to turn Settle my mic the, off. Dude, don't, <laughs> don't shake. You don't like start shaking or sweating. All right. Here's the deal. You ready? I love it. We're not perfect, man. <laughs> <laughs> we never will be perfect. Oh, perfection. You know? Yeah. We, and, and so, so listen, all the things that we've been talking about, why we're, why we're so anxious and why we don't do what we're, what we want to do. And, you know, it's because we're trying to be perfect. Yep. When we look at social media, oh, look at all these people. They're so perfect. They're living the perfect life. They're doing the perfect things. And look at, they have the perfect podcast and they're doing, you know, they're doing the, you know, listen, man. This one's pretty awesome, though. Uh, this is no. this is awesome. <laughs> this is awesome because it's not perfect. I'm following because you, you know what I mean. Like do I, I don't I have to have the right cameras to be able to do my videos. Man, listen, you got content. You got a message. You got something you want to share. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. Do it now 
Because what's going to happen is the world, the universe, the people are going to give you feedback and they're going to tell you exactly what they want. And you're going to think you're going to have it all set up and it's going to be all perfect and you're going to step out and then someone's going to criticize it or say, try something like this. You can be like, son of a gun. I guess I wasn't perfect. I guess I'm going to have to start all over. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want the criticism. I don't want. Hey, man, embrace that you're not perfect. It is about striving to be the best. That's what being great is about. It's about being at your best at the moment. Okay. Being great. Listen. All right. So. It's about taking responsibility, okay? Responsible, and I like to break this word down, right? Being responsible, right? Responsible. No, I can't sing that song. So if we were to, I like to break down words. So, so if we're looking at responsibility, we're looking at response, ability. You hear me? Response, ability, responsibility. It Got is it. our ability to respond to whatever life offers us at any given moment. You hear me? I'm so, you. so responsibility right? Taking control of our life. What we can control is our ability to respond to whatever life gives us at any given moment. All right. Responsibility, Mm -hmm. taking control. And that means to take responsibility for all the good things that happen and all the not so good things that are happening. Mm -hmm. So when you step out and try something new, life is going to do something. You're, You're creating change, right? You're putting it out there. You're creating something. All right. Things are going to start moving. All right. People are going to be reacting viscerally in their gut, in their heart, in their spirit to what you're doing, because that's what you want to do. And so something's going to come back to you. When life comes back to you, you have to know how to respond to that. All right. So if you're trying to be trying to be perfect and they're coming back, oh, dude, you're not perfect. Just want to give you that heads up. You're not perfect. (laughs) And that's what you're trying to do. You're going to feel like a failure, man. But if you're like, dude, I'm good. It's not going to feel good. It's not going to feel good. But if you're like, dude, I'm going to give my best. I'm going to do everything I can to be to be great, my greatest self, right? And put that out there. And when I get feedback, I'm going to listen. And if it means something, I hold value and it's uh, it's valuable to me. Then I'll then I'll keep it. But to be responsible for my own life in the direction that I that I want it to go in, I have to respond in a way that's going to make the greatest impact. Does that make sense? So our ability, yeah. respond, taking responsibility for our life is really how do we respond when life comes at us? Think about it. So when we're re- being responsible, and not to like, oh, you got to be more responsible, show up at work every day. I don't mean that responsibility. I mean like real life stuff, like when things happen. I have to take responsibility for my life. And part of that is how we respond to whatever life offers us, mm. you know? So yeah. when we're when we're putting things out there, we're trying to be perfect, man, you're, 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 you're going to fail every single time. And failure is a whole, whole other topic, isn't it? Oh so my we'll, gosh, we'll, yeah. we can go there too. But but yeah, so um, yeah, so w- step out, man. Step out, do your thing. Don't, don't wait for everything to be perfect. We're waiting for you. The whole world is waiting for you. Honestly, like we, we want the authentic you uh, to come out. Um, I'm all for the creative person. If you're weird, it's only because I don't identify with you because of where I'm coming, my perspective, but weird is not bad. No, weird is not bad at all. No, you mentioned failure. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah. 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 You had had a juicy failure in your life. Oh, I love, I don't intentionally try to fail, but I love failure, man. I love it again. Like you're going into something, you're coming out, right? Yep. And you're going into something because something wasn't in place or you didn't have what you needed at the time or you weren't aware that you had what you needed at the time. Mm. Failure is to help you identify where you're at. 
You have an example from your own life? Oh my god! I'm gosh. putting you on the spot. Tons but, of them. Tons of them. Uh, I mean, all right. So, so yeah. yeah. So here, like, all right. So, I think it was 2006. Um, I stepped out and wanted to be a speaker. Then, um, if you recall, I think it was 2006, 2007, 2000. I don't remember when. Maybe it's 2008. No, it was 2008 when there was that huge crash. Remember? The economic crash. 2008. It was 2008. Late 2007. Yeah. And then 2008 yeah, yeah. was like. It was 2008. Like. Boom. Right. Done. So I stepped out of a, of a, of a, of a job. Uh, I worked at a, a local school and I said, I'm going to do this. I, I mean, I was getting, I was getting a lot of gigs. People wanted me to speak. I was so excited. And, and uh, the school I was working for, they were amazing. They're like, you know, we're going to give you, you know, a leave of absence every time you go. We know you're. This is what you do. This is what you're good at. So when you're not, when you leave to go do something, say it's during the during the year or during the school day, you do, we just won't pay you. And I'm like, that'll work, you know. I'm like, fine with that. So I was picking up gig after gig after gig, and what was happening was compromising, you know, my role as as a counselor. So I'm like, yeah. well, I got I got I got I got to make a choice. And so I chose to step out and do it, you know. And then it crashed. Uh oh. And there I was going, oh my gosh, what, what do I do now, right? So um, I was in a real real position because I was like, do I continue trying? Because they got rid of all their fringe stuff, you know? So employers weren't looking for speakers anymore. Oh, they yeah, were they like, were cutting back. They were, t- they were tight, big time tight. So um, that, was, that was tough, you know? But let me tell you something. I am not then, then... I was not the speaker I am today. Today, it's a whole different different level. Super not califragilistic. Super califragilistic. brother. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> you know, and 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 so, but I I did I did it. You know, and and if I, you know, Steve Harvey talks about taking the leap, taking the you know jumping. That you have to jump, you know, and if you ever get on, go on YouTube, you know, look at, you know, type in Steve Harvey jump. You got to listen to what he's saying. You got to listen to what he's saying because you're, you've, if you are moved, if you go to bed, just thinking about who you want to become and what your passion is. And you, I'm telling you right now, man, it will eat at you, right? He eats at you. And he talks about. You're never going to know if you can, if you don't take the leap, if Mm. you don't jump. He talks about your gifts, your God-given gifts in in your parachute. That's what opens up when you take the leap. But sometimes you take the leap and you fall and you get scraped up and that parachute, that gift doesn't open when you want it to open and you you get bruises and you get broken bones and you get lacerations. But then you pick yourself up and you brush yourself off. You tap into your gumption, right? You climb back up and you do it again. So what did you do? I did it. You so, stuck with it. So I, I went back. You, you, I knew that the timing wasn't right. Timing's that's okay. I, yeah, and that's okay. You I didn't, didn't t- give up on it, though. Hell no. Because here we are sitting in spring and you just told me before the podcast yep. that you're, you're, you're jumping. I'm jumping again. And, um, and I won't stop. I won't stop jumping. You know, I will not stop jumping. I love because, it. Because uh, it's, it's not like, hey, 
you know, Tom wants to try doing this. It's not a try kind of do things thing. It's same thing. It's, it's, it's the a, authentic it's you. Tom. You're going for it's it. Tom. Yeah. It's just me. So it's not gonna it's not gonna change my authentic purpose. It's not gonna change what I know I'm here to do. It's not gonna change, mm-hmm. you know, going to bed knowing exactly what I want to do, exactly what I'm here to do. It's not gonna change anything. So I got back up on the cliff, you know. I got back I you know, listen, I got another job when it back in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, got another job. Um you know, it, it, it was a good job. It was, you know, I was a, direct, a director of admissions for a, a program and clinical director for a few years. It was a great experience. Um, and that's okay. Brushed myself. That was my brushing myself off, right? Mm-hmm. Letting the, heal, the wounds heal a little bit. And then just recently uh, put in my uh, resignation um, to, to do this. And um, because I, 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 this is what I, this is who I am. This is an interesting um, business model. I mean, we've talked a lot about your principles and Mm -hmm. some of the concepts you share with your clients and Mm -hmm. people, and you you put it out there for free, Mm -hmm. which I think is fantastic because you're living by uh, your own words of just let the product be what it's going to be. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be, you know, perfectly, you know, put together. But like, I love what your messaging is. What is the business side? of mm-hmm. this adventure look mm-hmm. like? I don't really know. Yeah. So how does that work for you? Well, the the business the business side is this. Well, first of all, it, it, there there I think there's a there's some philo- different philosophies, right? Yeah. It, it's hard for me to uh, separate who I am and and my the business side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we are a brand. It's uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm my own brand and and I think we all need to be our own brand it's what we it's it's who we are and what we represent when we're out in the public and um so uh you know the most important thing for me is is because i keep talking about authenticity but it's so important is if i'm going to try to pull out what's great about every single person and help them you know unveil who they are and what they want to do in their life i have to do it too i'm not going to walk around a hypocrite you know, telling everybody else to step out and be their best self. If I'm not doing it, there is such a liber. I'm so liberated and so empowered, knowing that I'm doing the very thing that I am. I so want other people to do. You know, I think that's what impresses me the most about you, though, man. Is you you truly are an example of what you're teaching. Yeah, thanks. It's man. It's, it's it's uh, contagious. Yeah. I've, I've, you know, we've like, we've been out, you know, grabbed dinner or something mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. just like back and forth all night long, man. <laughs> just positivity jokes. And yeah. like, yeah. those are yeah. some of the nights I, you know, I don't think I've, I've got a lot of good memories of just laughing till yeah. I cried, yeah but I'm pretty sure every time that you and I have gone out and hung out mm-hmm. or done something, mm-hmm. like I've laughed until I cried. <laughs> That's just yeah. that's just what yeah. life's about, man. But that's you bring about. that positivity, yeah, and that's what it is. Like I yeah. just, I'm impressed. Well, thanks, man. It's I, a mindset. It's it's a mindset, but it's it's just, uh, you know, you 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 just if you're just be, if you just be yourself. Yeah. Honestly, like I don't know how else to explain it, and it, yeah. it, it, we're getting down to like the basic bare bones. Yeah. What it's what it's about, but um. People want to be around people who 
they feel good being around. Yeah. Right. Do you have any? Um, it's kind of just making me think, you know, because I mm-hmm. I feel like I'm talking with you, mm-hmm. and and you're you're like, hey, this can anybody can can do this? Mm-hmm. But I feel like I have people in my circle mm-hmm. that I would get. They're probably like, nah, not me, man. <laughs> life life sucks. Yeah, I got a crappy job, and yeah. I'm just I, yeah. I, they're just. They say they're realists, but they're not. Yep. They're, I yep. feel like that's a pessimistic. Thing. Yeah. Do you have any stories of like, or examples where you've you've taken a a realist and turned them around, or well, do you, you, yeah, yeah. Well, I, how do you I, approach that? How do I approach that? Yeah. I don't. I'm not the expert here, but well, listen. Whatever you give power, authority, focus, attention, and energy manifests in your life. That's it. That's the answer. Whatever you focus on, whatever you give power, authority, focus, attention, energy, manifests in your life. Mm. Whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. Yep. Yep. The great you, quote. You know what I mean? Whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. If you think that you can't do it, you've just shut every single door that, that, that is open for you. And you alone. Now, listen, there's, like, there's a lot to go around for everybody. It's not like you, you don't think, oh, everybody's, you know, money's being soaked up by, you know, this person. There's not enough to go around. Or opportunities, well, they're already doing it, so I, I, there's no room for me. There is enough to go around. Everybody has enough mm-hmm. available to them to mm-hmm. live the best life they possibly can. When you say, ah, you know, life sucks or my job sucks, or, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's you're right and 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 that's what you're tapped into yeah. My, life sucks yep because what you're doing is paying attention to everything in your life that is going to prove you right yep so er, yep. that's what we do we, we're when we ha- think about it if i say um you know if i say that i'm not i'm not good at driving right and uh and uh, i run over something i'm gonna say see See, I told you I'm not good at driving. Yeah. Or I get pulled. See, I got pulled over. I'm not good at driving. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna find everything in your in your world in your environment to prove you right. Yep. As as human beings, we don't go. Oh, I'm gonna make a statement and then I'm gonna spend the rest of my life proving me wrong. Mm. <laughs> we don't do that. And that's a common theme too. Is that yeah. I, I've heard from you. And I've heard from other people on this show mm-hmm. thus far. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people. That their their moment of truth, where they they turned it on, mm-hmm. it's because someone told them they couldn't do something. Yeah, but okay, that see that's good, that's good, that's good. But that's extrinsic motivation. True, that's not intrinsic. It, so you what, have to have the internal switch. That's when right. someone tells you you can't do something. You can't. It's not like hey Tom, yeah. Tom, you 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 can't do that, man. And you're like, oh yeah, watch this. And yeah, then, versus versus oh. Okay, I guess not. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. But what's good, what's good, and I've heard a lot of people who who you know I've heard people like to tell their stories. Like I'm going to prove to them that I can't or that I can. Right? Like yeah. you can't do this. You're like, yeah, I'll show you. Right? And then they do it, and then they do it, and then they're doing it, and then sooner or later they have no fight. They don't have. They, I proved there's them, nobody. I proved them proved wrong. them wrong. But have you proved yourself right? Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you, you can. All right. So there's nobody fighting you or telling you you can't anymore. So is it enough for you to keep going? Right, you yeah, know that's what I'm saying? dangerous. Dangerous slope too. It is a it dangerous can be a slope. catalyst, but yeah. I think yeah, you're right. You got to have that internal switch, be intrinsic or, motivation, not, dude. Yeah. That's that's I. So last episode, mm-hmm. I spoke with Neil Kirby, mm-hmm. who is a fitness trainer. He's a he's got his own fitness thing, mm-hmm. and 
we talked a little bit about this, but like my problem with fitness, is <laughs> I don't have that internal motivation, man. I wish, mm-hmm. I wish there was a way that I could mm-hmm. tell myself, Hey, mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm doing this yeah. like every day. Like yeah. I'm, I'm committed to this, but it's like a weakness. Yep. How do you get over stuff like that? Like that's mm-hmm. obviously not, it's not impeding the quality of my life, but mm-hmm. it's also something that I know that I, you know, I want to, mm-hmm. I want to do better at that, mm-hmm. but I'm, you know, I'm not. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, like, yeah. it's like, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so it's like, it's, you got to attach meaning and purpose into what, what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, if, if getting fit is not enough for you, you know, but let me tell you, if you have, you know, say you have a child, you have a son, a daughter, right? And you're, and you, you say something happened and you had to go to the hospital and you and you have a heart condition that you need to make sure you stay in shape. I'll tell you what, you bet you're, there's the motivation. I'm going to be around for my I'm kids' gonna, graduation. That's right. And so if yeah, you yeah, tied yeah. meaning and purpose into why you're doing what you're doing, that's more significant, mm. you know, and that you're going to go through the pain. You're going to wake up in the morning. You're going to do all those things because you have something tied that's more important than just being fit, right? So for you, there, there may be nothing that's going to motivate you enough to simply be fit. Why? Because you're happy just the way you are. Yeah, it's a it's an annoyance. Mm-hmm. You probably could see yourself being more you know, fit, it would be nice to be more fit, but it's not, you're happy enough, enough that it doesn't weigh on you enough. But when, if it, if it mattered, if it mattered more, you would do it. Great example is my, my wife. She's basically superwoman in case you haven't met her. Yeah. She just flew in. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) She ran a full marathon last mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. what was she running away from is she someone chasing her or something? <laughs> i could get out of the house <laughs> I, I, she is she is uh phenomenal mm-hmm. like so i i remember her we're gonna take a little digression here but like um she ran i don't remember how many years ago this was but her and her best friend and roommate from college ran the plattsburgh half marathon mm-hmm. never run that before in them life in mm-hmm. her life mm-hmm. uh but they're like i'm gonna do it Mm-hmm. And then she came back and she says, um, I think you should do it. And I was like, I don't want to do it. And she's like, you should do it. I thought about it. And I'm just reflecting on what you've said. You know, mm-hmm. I was, there was a switch. I said, oh, I do want to do that. And she helped me get motivated to do that. Mm-hmm. And then I've, I've since up until that point, I maybe ran maybe three, four miles most in my life. And mm-hmm. she put something in my head that I was again, extrinsic at the time, but Mm -hmm. became intrinsic, Mm -hmm. I decided I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. And then I watched her go, and last year we were training together. She's like, you want to do a full marathon? Perfect example of someone letting themselves quit versus someone crushing it. Mm -hmm. She kept going. We had this, uh, we did this halfway through our training. I was training with her, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. I kept thinking, and she's like, no, you can do this. And mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. And I get jacked back up, and it's mm-hmm. intrinsic, and then it mm-hmm. would slip to extrinsic again. Mm-hmm. I want to do it for her. But then it come back intrinsic. Mm-hmm. I'm rambling a little bit, but. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, we went to um, Rhode Island for a half marathon, mm-hmm. and it downpoured downpoured through this whole race Mm -hmm. for a half marathon. It was like right in the perfect spot. We were supposed to be running that distance. Mm -hmm. She crushes it, of Mm -hmm. course, superwoman, in case you haven't met her. And uh, (laughs) I tripped and fell on a shoelace. Mm -hmm. And then I got stepped on. Mm -hmm. I finished the race, Mm -hmm. but I had a mental switch Mm -hmm. of I'm not doing this anymore. That's right. And Mm -hmm. I look back on that and I think, Mm -hmm. I guess my point of this story is, 
It's just an example of if you really want it, which she did, she then went on the rest of that year, mm-hmm. last year, to finish a full marathon. Mm-hmm. And it, after that race, I didn't continue training. Mm-hmm. Why? What, I, have you, what have you tied running into? Uh, that's was, the was thing. Connected? That's the thing, man. Yeah. She has been a soccer player her whole life. Yep. And then she didn't have soccer anymore. She played college soccer. Mm-hmm. You know, she is a very successful soccer player. Mm-hmm. And then she didn't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. This was her new thing. Mm-hmm. I need this mm-hmm. to prove to myself mm-hmm. that I'm still super fit, superwoman. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I was just kind of <laughs> along for the, yeah, that would be really good for me. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I could run a full marathon. I never really had it. Yeah. Yeah, I never had the. I, I I I don't think running is that fun. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think yeah, she yeah, thinks yeah, it's, it's fun. Fu- right, right. But it's exactly. just like an interesting reflection piece yeah. of like yeah. I don't think I necessarily like yeah. failed. I'm it, happy. Dude, you know, like you I'm said, saying, I'm happy. Yeah, and I'm yeah. not looking at this as like, oh man, I didn't accomplish something that I should have. Yeah. No, I, I'm in a good place with this, <laughs> but it's just an interesting <laughs> thing to see how. That was enough to kick me out. Yeah, yeah. And for her, she ran the same day. Yeah, yeah. You know, there was parts of the tr- the trail where, like, the water was rushing into this section. It was, like, above your, in your shins. Yeah. And you're running a, a half marathon? Like, yeah. They, she yeah. had it in her. I, I was like, nope, running's not fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they say, I think, a mile 21 is, like, the toughest mile, I think. Like yeah. that ra- around there. And so I, I wonder if, I mean, if, if your wife was here, I'd have ha- a question. I'd ask her the question because you both ran the same marathon, right? So at mile 21. This was a half marathon. Oh, half, so, and then she ran the full well, you marathon. You didn't run a full marathon. No, I quit okay, after so the half. I'm that curious. One. I'm but, curious yeah. what, she, what she was thinking at mile 21. What, what was going through? Like, so you yeah. tripped on your shoe and you just were like, dude, let me get, I just need to get. To I'm the done. finish line. I'm, I'm done. done. I just want to be done with this. This is no fun. Right. So no she bueno. wa- you wanted it over. She was still having fun, I think. Right. And so I wonder, <laughs> yeah. so I wonder what, you know, and that's the thing. What's the internal dialogue? What are you telling yourself? What are you tapped into? What are you connecting your experience to? I do this exercise, um, you know, where I take, I, I just take, do this kind of visualization. If, I, if I'm, if you were, uh, if I was, are you good at math? I think so. You think so? I would I would say confidently yes, yes. but I don't want to put myself okay. on a pedestal right. when you give me a question I All can't right. so answer. So I know people podcast. who Yeah, so I, <laughs> yes, right. This, this is like recorded. So uh, well, you can edit this out too. So um so if I put a math test in front of you, sure. how how would you I mean let's say it's algebra. We'll say algebra. I put an algebra test. Sure, in like time you, table test you got to do well, it in yeah. 60 seconds Linear or whatever. equations yeah. whatever. What, what how would you feel? Good. Pretty good about it, right? Yeah. I I would I would what are you not good at when it comes to that? What is your not your strong um, I really, really struggled with foreign language. Okay, so foreign language. So, so you're you're asked to read a passage in whatever language that you're being taught, right? Whatever class yeah, you're yeah. taking. And I put that in front of you. How would you feel about that? Very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. But there may be someone who's really good, really, really good uh, at foreign language, understands it, right? And I put those two tests in front of you, the same exact assessment put in front of you. You would have that kind of response to it, right? Mm-hmm. Math, fine. I'm good, confident, right? But if I took that same math test, put it in front of somebody else, they could have a different visceral response, the same as you would have in foreign language, yep. right? But it's the same test. Yep. Same test put in front of two different people. 
having two very different experiences about the same giving set of circumstances. Mm. See what I'm saying? So, and why is that? Is it truly because, you know, biologically or cognitively you don't understand it? Or have you, like we talked about earlier, have completely looked to validate and convince yourself that you are not good at foreign language? That's is that, so interesting. Is that man. is that is it true that you're it's, not good at it, or have you really convinced yourself that mm, you're not good at it? Mm. And so, same experiences, two people kind of processing it the same way. I am good at foreign language. I've always been good at foreign language. I've been told I was good at foreign language. I have grades that show I was good at foreign language. Where you, you may have had a different teacher, for example, or you tried it and you maybe you messed up at one time and you didn't really understand a concept at first, but but you didn't break through it and you didn't learn it the way you should. So now that ex- experience is ingrained in you. And now whenever you see foreign language, you've convinced yourself, I'm not good at it. You know, so running may not be good at you because be good for you. It may be your whole life. It's been that way. But in the case of running a half marathon or a marathon, you had an experience of tripping over a shoelace and falling and hurting yourself. And it wasn't pleasurable for you. So now you've tied in that experience to generally overall. Listen, we do that. Right. So if you ever go to a a fast food restaurant, you know, I have this story about chicken nuggets, but I'm not going to get into the chicken nugget story. But if every time I go to get my chicken nuggets and, you know, a couple occasions, I only, I only got five instead of six nuggets, I'd be really upset. I would say this facility, this place, this establishment is terrible. They never give you what you want. It's not that particular location or those employers or that, that time it's, I generalize through, you know, it's, it's all bad. These mm-hmm. establishments are all, but they don't hire the right workers. They, and we completely generalize our experience on everything. So it's not that particular race at that particular time. It's all races and it's running in general. Mm. We, the most powerful tool we have on us is the five inches between our ears. Or six, depending on the size I, of your head. I was head. just going to say, yeah. dude, you're looking right across the mic at me, and you're like, eh, Ryan, man, that dude's got a big, he's got a big dome. Yeah, so, I always had to buy the big hats. So, but but I point made. Right? I got it. Yes. Right. So so it's it's the brain and how we perceive perceive our world. And, you know, learning what our brain does, learning what we're tapped into, learning what we're paying attention to, you know, it's not because we can't. Mm. Is because we've convinced ourselves that we can't. But here's the flip side of that. How powerful that we can convince ourselves that we can't. How powerful is that? So if that is true, do you believe that to be true? Yeah. Then would it also be true that we believe that we can? Mm. Yeah. Be great. Be great. Choose can. Keep the doors open. Let the opportunities and the abundance flow right into your life. That's what the green is. The green is the blessings that are around us. If we're paying attention and green and, you know, anybody knows the story out there. It's like the red is the negativity and what we're paying attention to, right? Mm -hmm. The green is all around us and we may be overlooking it. So we're so focused on the red that we don't see what's in front of us and the green things. Mm. You know, have you ever driven by, driven down a road and for some reason you, you you look right and you see a house up on a hill you've never seen before. Yeah. Yet you've driven down that road how many times? Oh, right? dude, this is yeah, this is a microcosm for another whole podcast. Yeah, you bet. Like, you bet. Yeah, like right? that. That is such a big thing that I've right. tried to get better at. Yeah. We now don't... let me ask you this: You drive down that road, will you ever miss that house again? 
Never. Never. So your awareness has been expanded. Mm -hmm. So once you pay attention to what's already there, you can't ignore it. Now it's a choice. Right? Yep. So dude... This is what I. This is this is this, my life's purpose, man. Dude, is to help expand people beyond what they know to stretch their minds, yeah, to stretch their yeah. hearts, to stretch their consciousness, you know, and understand what they're capable of. And we're all capable, whether you believe you can or you can't. You're right. Choose can. Believe in yourself. Pay attention to what's available to you. You are blessed, whether you know it or not. Everything around you is there for you. To be great is the courage to grab what's rightfully yours, to grab the blessings that are around you. Going green is paying attention to those blessings. So that's why my tagline is be blessed, be great, go green. Because when we, when we operate on a regular basis through our everyday with those ideas in mind, then it's only upward and onward. And there's a reason why the windshield is bigger than the rear view mirror. Yep. Dude, that's that's yeah. gold. Yeah. That's gold. Yeah. I'm going to pivot here yeah. to three rapid fire questions. Oh, awesome. Okay. That's yeah. We're going to change this up a little bit. Kind Should of I stretch a little I, bit cuz those are those are always tough, man. I'm putting you on the spot. Let's do it. Okay. So, first question. Mhm. What do you wish you knew entering the real world? And we've talked about this probably a little bit, but mm-hmm. what do you wish you knew? Mm-hmm. specifically mm-hmm. entering the real world the working world that you know now back then what do you wish oh you knew? my gosh if you could give yourself advice you know your, yeah. your 17 or 18 year old yeah some, some advice or a 17 or 18 year old now what would you what would you tell him you know what you're gonna be okay you're gonna be okay mm. you know you're gonna fall down you're gonna scrape your knee it's going to hurt, but you know, it's good. You're going to be okay. Don't be so afraid. Don't allow fear to overwhelm you. You know, fear is just uh it's a lie sometimes. Right. So I, I, I think that back then, even though I knew exactly, not exactly, but I knew what I wanted to do. Generally speaking, um, fear can, can seep in and lie to you and make you believe that you can't when you can. I think you, I think it's about. I wish I knew that everything was going to be just just fine. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Uh, what's a book that's mm. changed you? Yes. Yes. And why? Goosebumps. Man's Search for Meaning. Man's Search for Meaning. Man's Search for Meaning. That's by a Victor new one. Frankel. What is that? Yeah. Victor Frankel. It's a, a great book, Man's Search for Meaning. And uh, this is a gentleman who uh, you know had experience to... Uh, do the concentration camps uh, and uh, survived while others around him uh, were dying. And uh, what he attributes that to is having meaning and purpose in his life. More importantly, that he placed meaning on suffering. And so, so while he, he was, he was uh, cre- like he was developing his manuscript, uh, which happened, it ended up being man's search for meaning. And this man, when he went, uh, when he was, uh, in prison and went to the, the concentration camps, um, he, he was writing this manuscript and they found it. Uh, the Germans had found it and, 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 and ripped it up and, t- and threw it away and uh, destroyed it. And so what he did is he started taking pieces of fabric 
and writing the manuscript again and tucking it in his to in his lapel and and kind of hiding it right the, the truth is that manuscript they could rip it up they could do anything they wanted to to get rid of the manuscript the truth is the manuscript was inside of him right and so he knew he knew that only he and he alone could write that manuscript. He had a purpose. He had a meaning. He knew he needed to survive to write this book, to put this out because it was going to change lives. So he always kept a sense of hope. Um, what, what had happened uh, to those who were falling around him is they, they lost hope. Yeah. You know, and so, but he knew he had purpose. And uh, through the suffering that he experienced, uh, he came out... Uh, with the the idea, the concept of logotherapy, and logotherapy is placing placing meaning on su- suffering. Um, so anything, any, and again, I don't welcome like say, hey, yeah, I want to go through adversity, punch me in the face, so I can <laughs> experience what pain looks like. It feels yeah. like, um, but when you're going through something and you know that this this experience is, is put in your path to help you grow and become more. Um, and you place some kind of meaning on the pain and the suffering, mm. you gain more from that. So that has completely changed my life because, again, it goes back to all, everything that we're talking about. Um, anything that happens to us, we can write our own story around it. You know, we can, something can happen to us and we can see ourselves as a victim and be like, see, I'm a target for everybody and, you know, get down on ourselves and feel helpless and hopeless. Or we can say, you know what, that was a difficult time and I proved to myself that I can do what I thought perhaps maybe I couldn't do and I came out better for it. We decide how we want to write our story and anything that happens to us, we can, we can wrap it up, right? We can put, you know, interpret it the way we want to interpret it and, and put it in a, in a way that empowers us and not disempowers us, right? So it's like the wave kind of crashing down on us and we'd be like, look at these waves, they're scary, whatever, or we can take the surfboard put it underneath our feet and ride it and have a lot of fun with it. You know, I love that too. Yeah, man, you're two for two here. Nice. I'm okay. Yes. Throwing you the toughest one. And, oh. uh, <laughs> I asked this to everybody. Yeah. It's kind of complicated, but I love this question. So yeah. you, um, your Tom bull, mm-hmm. you got, um, the Tom bull business, so to mm-hmm. speak, we're going to say your life is a business. Mm-hmm. Every business, successful business needs a board of directors. Mm. And yeah. so I want to know, who would the top three people be oh, that you would pick to be on your bull or on your board of directors Ugh. for Tom Bull's life? Counsel you, guide you through the rest of your life, mm-hmm. dead or alive, celebrity or not. Mm. Who would the top three people be on your board and why? Wow, man! Really? Wow! I actually kind of talk about this in, in my podcast about creating. You're the CEO of your life. Exactly. Right? And that, yeah, thanks, dude. And, and so I, I do a lot of, uh, you know, I, I, of course, I always think about people alive because I, you know, I'm always building my board of directors. You know, mm-hmm. I talk about the 10 E's, you know, you know, the person who holds the position of encourager and the person who holds the enlightenment for your life. You know, there's like 10 E's that I talk about. So you, you have all these people at, at your table that are there to, to lift you up. Mm. Um, so I always think about people who are alive to do that because that's in, that's real time. Right. But, yeah. but when, when you first said that, you know, I, I, I can't even get away. I think I, Jesus would be the first, I mean, who, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? <laughs> like, like Jesus would be the first, the first guy on my, and, uh, what I, what I, and, and I think we sometimes, I mean, Jesus was a, 
was was awesome because yeah. what what he he like every time if you if you if if you read anything uh whether you're whether you're you know have a man of Reli- faith or yeah, not religious or not yeah, or religious or not like he would always answer with a question <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean because yeah. he's always he's always looking for a real introspection mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it kind of goes goes with like I believe I truly believe that we have the answers already inside of us. We're always looking for the validation of people around us to tell us it's okay to think the way that we do, or that it's okay that you know. Do I know the truth? And uh, and what Jesus always did is like you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just have to admit admit it. You know, so so obviously Jesus is yeah. Be what and uh, and then uh, you know John Wooden. Uh, was a was someone who's always inspired me. What I love about John, John Wooden, Wooden, yeah, I don't the UCLA know the co- basketball coach. Oh yeah, 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 yep, yep. And yep. Uh, he's written he's written written some really great books, and he's got a pyramid for success. And um, but what I what I admired about him so much, he's won like national championships back to back to back to back. You know, yep. But but what how he went about winning championships had nothing to do with basketball at all. It was about building building young men, mm-hmm. building people. And um, there were times where he had long practices and he ne- they never touched a basketball, you know? And he went down to, you know, he got down to fundamentals and not just fundamentals about footwork, but fundamentals about being in the space with other people and what that looks like, what that feels like. The cohesion that, you know, these, these players were experiencing, it just happens that they were playing basketball. Right. Yep. So they were they were they were people. They were men. They were athletes. Um, but they were they you know that experience of just knowing what it's like to connect with one another. It's Basket, amazing. Basketball just yeah. happened to be something they had in common. Right. So I, I really love that idea that 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 John Wooden was basically using that as his platform. I think that man could have been anywhere and he would have done the same thing with whoever he was leading at the time. You know, you got so, an interesting coaching staff here. You got John Wooden and Jesus. <laughs> and Jesus. Uh, and maybe we need another J. Uh, I don't know. Um, and the, the, the other, uh, boy, this is, this is so tough. There's so, there's so many people. Um, sure. Yeah. I think I, I have to say it might, it might be my mom and it not, my mom's like, what do you mean? It might be, uh, but, <laughs> right? but, uh, one of the strongest women I've ever known, um, and this is not a time to get emotional, but I'll tell you, she, what she's done in her life, it's the reason why uh, I am able to see things in a perspective where when you're going through something difficult and hard, um, that sometimes uh, you've got to tap into parts of yourself that you, that you have locked up. Or parts of yourself that you didn't even know existed. Yeah. And and you just have to do it. And my mom is that woman Jeez, who man. knows how to break through limitations and come out stronger, 
better, smarter, wiser. That's and awesome. So those would be my three, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I thought my wife was Superwoman, but <laughs> sounds like sounds like maybe there's more than one. <laughs> oh, there's a lot that's, of great women out that's, there. That's awesome, fantastic. awesome women. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, thank you so much. I want to give you uh, one last opportunity to let the listeners know how they can yeah. get in touch with you, how yeah. they can follow your podcast, how they can engage with you. Mm. Let them know, man. Yeah. Man, so oh, cool, cool. First of all, I want to just acknowledge you for a second, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For the, I'm honored and privileged. You know, I, I know there's tons of people out there that you could have spent your, you know, Saturday afternoon with. Honestly, yeah. Um, the fact that that uh, that I'm sitting across from you today, um, you you chose me to to spend. Time is valuable, right? Time so, well spent. Yeah, and it's time well spent, dude. And um, you know, I I say you know love and be loved inspire and be inspired teach so you continue to learn right yep. so when we when we have these kind of interactions i learn more about myself than anything so um thank you for allowing me to to be part of this yeah okay? thank you again for yeah. for being here you bet you bet anytime by the way so so yeah, we'll do it again yeah so if 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 i i, I try to be uh oh, i am I, if this is stuff that that moves you and you're and you and you want more of it and you want to you want to connect and 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 uh, expand uh, who you are and get over that those obstacles or take that leap from where you are to where you want to be and are looking for someone to provide um, some real insight into uh, what you already have and who you already are to give you help you with that courage to take take the leap to become that authentic self authentic person. Then, uh, then you can connect with me in, on all social platforms. You know, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. I do have a Snapchat account. I don't use it as much, but certainly, you know, any way you want to reach out, you can you can do that. Yep. And and they just search uh, Tom J Bull. Tom or? J Bull. So everything everything's under Tom J Bull. Um, if you you can you can um, check out my podcast, it's the Tom J Bull podcast. You, it's on Spotify. It's on Google Podcasts. It's on you know, uh, Apple, uh, I think there's like nine or 10 different platforms that it's yep, on. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you, if you looking for a life coach, if you're looking for a speaker, if you're in an agency that you're like, man, we could really, um, you know, really like to look at ways we can, you know, when the tide rises, all ships rise with it. Right. So create yep. a culture where people all benefit from, from the positivity and the uplifting, uh, vision and mission that we put together. Um, reach out, man. Uh, it's what I love to do. I love it. Yeah. Thanks again, Tom. This oh, has been pleasure, a fantastic dude. one, dude. We're gonna we're gonna connect again for I, sure. I hope so. Uh, and uh, maybe I can be on on your podcast for two minutes. Or, hey, here's the deal, dude. Yeah. I'll put this out to you. Yeah. I would love to have you on my board of directors, man. Anytime. Uh, <laughs> all right. Wow. Now I'm really honored. Now I'm really. I feel like I did something right. Nice. Well, yeah. thanks, Tom. All I right, really brother. appreciate that, man. You and bet. this has been a great conversation. I hope the listeners got a lot from this. Mm -hmm. And uh, don't forget. If you're looking for some eggs, we are sponsored today by Open Gate Farmstead. Mm -hmm. They're giving you a dollar off your first order of eggs. They're great. And if you can, ask for the duck eggs. I'm telling you, they're really good. They're they're bigger, Tom. They're they're like these eggs are like mm -hmm. have you ever had a duck egg? I haven't, but dude, I heard they're, they're delicious. Dude, they're bigger. And yeah, it's yeah. like it's it's kinda like it's like a, a an egg that's got like a bunch of just butter in it i don't know <laughs> it's like 
<laughs> Duck eggs are buttery eggs. <laughs> oh, dude, they're bigger, they're better. It's yeah. and they're locally sourced. So, Open yeah. Gate Farmstead, check them out on their social media, Facebook, Instagram, and they also have a YouTube channel, which is pretty cool. You can see all the stuff they got going on. Thanks again, Tom, bet, and uh, everybody. Until next time, this is Stories of Gumption. I'm your host, Ryan Lee. Take care. <laughs>